Welcome to the Gentlemen for Liberty podcast, a place for stimulating conversation on the philosophy of liberty and natural law. We aim to promote individualism and self-ownership through productive discourse. With restoring liberty as our ultimate goal, here are your hosts, Derek Wills and John Galt. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I uh, uh, today's a good day. Uh, I, w- I wish that uh, I wish y'all could have heard the pregame that John and I were just talking about. Um, just John's fired up today, and I, and I love it. Uh, but before we get into our topic for the day, uh, I just wanted to thank all of our uh, patrons on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash. Uh, gentlemen for liberty excuse me uh and you can become a uh you can become a partner of ours and and help support support the show and help promote uh our message of liberty across all of our platforms and across the world uh and we're incredibly thankful for our patrons that we currently have okay john um today we're going to talk about we're going to talk about constitutional carry in uh in the state of texas now 20 some out of 20 i think I think 20 states currently have this law, um, which basically... Actually, all 50 have it, because the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land, but, you know. Oh, no, 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 because reasons, um, you know, we can't... Well, no, you're right, reasons, like... Right, it's it's not an absolute right, okay? No amendment is absolute. You're right, because there's a process to amend the Constitution, but in the meantime, the the Constitution stands as it's written. What I found funny about Biden's quote is that it's like, does that mean I don't have to pay income tax anymore because that's no amendment's absolute? Yeah, (laughs) it's not absolute. (laughs) And I don't have to make, and we don't have to make any changes to the Constitution to to, uh, implement it, so... Can can we just, you know, not follow that too? Right, right. It's not absolute, so therefore, um, okay. So, but from a from a practical standpoint, not a constitutional one, uh, nothing like I, you know. I, I completely forgot to ask uh, for for the purposes of the show. How are you today, Mister Galt? I'm, 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 I'm well. Uh, I, I, I am well. I really am. It's well, uh, good. I, I feel. I uh, I feel pretty optimistic about the day. Fantastic. Um, we're recording this on on Mother's Day, by the way. Um, so things might have changed since since this recording. But uh, uh, anyway, so constitutional carry. Um, before Gentlemen for Liberty came to be, uh, I hosted the podcast for Lone Star Gun Rights. Um, our big push was to make constitutional carry law, which basically, if you're not familiar, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, but just in case, uh, it means that you can carry a handgun on your person uh, without having to beg the state for a permission slip to do so. And 20, 20, I believe it's 20 states now have this law enacted, and um, I think 36 have some form of it, so you can either legally open carry without a license but you have to have a a license to concealed carry um and texas is not one of them if you open carry or concealed carry you have to have a permission slip from the state well um what i found to be fascinating about this whole thing is i lobbied the texas legislature for 
two sessions, two legislative sessions for uh, implementing constitutional carry. All of them died. Um, and not many people actually changed in Austin. And now it's just kind of going through. Now, there's there might be a little hiccup, and I'll get into that here in a bit later. But, you know, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh, I see Dan Patrick now talking about this with Dana Loesch. She, they never did this before, which just tells me, oh, they just decided that now that it's politically convenient, they're just going to do it, which means that lobbying efforts are pointless, which means that um, they only view our rights, you know, them being our slave masters, after all, they only view our rights as being something of political capital. You have Is rights? that a first? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You you have rights. Are I are 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 there are are there any documents that guarantee legal protections uh, under the law? I I don't think they exist. Well, I, uh, I, as you brought up, the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Ah, uh, no, no, the Second Amendment was written for uh, the police. Uh, I mean, it doesn't say that, but you know, I've been told that. Um, right. You, uh, you know, it it doesn't say a um, you know. Uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say that because if you did say that in that statement, it says the right belongs to the people. Yeah. So it definitely only belongs to the militia because it says well-regulated militia. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't say the right of the militia. It's just the right of the people, but it must not say that because we don't have that in practice. Right, so, which is why, which is why, if I want to own a rifle with a barrel shorter than sixteen inches, I have to file paperwork with the ATF and pay a two hundred dollar extortion fee to the Treasury. Or um, if I want, uh, I I can't really get uh, a select fire weapon. Which, by the way, in all in all type of in, in all honesty, is mostly useless. Uh, full auto is really only for. Uh, accuracy by volume, and if you're in a firefight, particularly if you're in a firefight um, where most people would find themselves in, unless they are carrying a belt-fed weapon, uh, they're not going to use that because ammo is a precious commodity and they don't want to waste it. Um, but I digress. I still should, if if I want to go and find uh, and pick up a rifle that has a fun switch attached to it, I should legally be allowed to because it's a but I digress. We're not going to go. We're not going to get into that. Um, you know, and, and it wasn't it wasn't the conservative champion hero Ronald Reagan that banned that at all. Um, hey, you know. hey, yes. don't speak ill of the great God Reagan, the great God King. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. He he defeated the Soviet Union. Right, right. Um, yeah, I guess I guess he did. He said, "Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall," and then it was done several years later, and another president later. But uh, whatever. Um, anyway, so going back to this, uh, my experience in dealing with people in Austin uh, is well, it's it's nothing really to talk about because they would they would come up with every excuse under the sun. Even Dan Patrick this time tried to make excuses. Dan Patrick said, oh, we don't have the votes in the Senate for it after it passed the House. And then, lo and behold, hey, we have the votes for it. Ugh. <laughs> Silly me. M- my bad. I misspoke. 
Um, but there is one caveat. Well, there are a few caveats. They amended the bill in the Senate, which means the House now has to concur. And one of the amendments I really, really don't care for. Um, and another one of the amendments might actually kill it in the House just because House rules dictate that all amendments have to be germane to the bill. And if they violate House rules, then it has to go back to committee, in which case it will die. Uh, but all of that aside, the amendment that I don't care for is what's called the Dutton Amendment. And this was a big part of the first time uh, open carry and constitutional carry ever first became filed. It was um, uh, it was instituted by a Democratic rep um, named Harold Dutton. And basically what it says is that cops cannot stop you solely for carrying a handgun. And I want you to think about this for a second. The Republicans in the Senate removed this amendment, which the House will probably concur with, and it will go, and if they don't pull the germane rule uh, point of order, it will pass, and then it will become law. Now, technically speaking, there is already a law that prevents this in the state of Texas, but it is a lot less clear, which means it's open for interpretation. I have a problem with this. John, do you have a problem with this? Well, I have a problem anytime the law is unclear because one of the it it not only endangers our officer, uh, it endangers citizens because the officer will will potentially engage in interactions that put him at risk, um, and potentially the citizen at risk. And I'm a big believer in anytime you are putting, well anyone at risk, uh, particularly someone who volunteered to to be a, a servant of the municipality, the county, the, the state, uh, it should be over something um, worth him being put at, put at risk. But I would apply that to laws, period. <laughs> right. Well, like I said, technically it is already law, but it's unclear. And the Dutton Amendment made it very clear that law enforcement cannot stop or detain somebody solely because they are carrying a handgun. And one of the main reasons that I have such an issue with this is, well, it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, but the thing is, like, it's no secret, and statistics will show this, that uh, people of color are disproportionately negatively affected by law enforcement efforts, even if they're doing nothing wrong. I mean, Nicholas Wildstar is a pretty damn good example of, of that, and he was on here twice. Thank God that um, that the judge was lenient with him. I mean, that's all I can really say. But I see this as something that could potentially become turned deadly because that portion of the law is still up for interpretation, if you understand. And I just see, I don't, you know, so um, my wife is a mixed-race woman, and I don't want to, um, I don't want to worry about her carrying. And 
she has had her fair share of interactions with police that could have gone more positively. Nothing super negative, but it is something that worries me. I don't want her to be carrying a handgun and a cop try and bully her just because she's carrying a handgun. You know, I don't want to worry about that. And I don't want to worry about any any of my other uh, brothers and sisters of mankind just wanting to defend themselves and being harassed by agents of the state who want to feel froggy. You know what I mean? No, I, that's that's completely understandable. And um, I, I that lack of clarity really does... Um, it well, it almost ensures that there will be uh, interactions that weren't necessary. Yeah, and then of course the news media will run with it and say that it was um, the fault of right wing extremists who pushed this law, and you know shame on them when it's like, well, we we wanted this wording that would prevent this, but let's ignore that fact. You know what I mean? Oh well. Well, you know, the truth doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I mean, it did pass the Senate with a few amendments, and it, it lo- is looking like it will eventually become law. And I really do hope that it does. You know, I, um, I you know, it, it was something that I spent a substantial amount of my life, well, maybe not substantial, but a significant portion of my life um, trying to get enacted. And... I am glad to see that uh, at least steps are being made, but I hate the baby steps. And all this really proves is that the state giveth and the state taketh away. The state decided, you know what, we're going to do this. And, you know, Dan Patrick is waving the flag. Look what I did. And it's like, you're the one who tried to kill it several times before. Who are you Who are you kidding right now? But the thing is, he's he's actually fooling a lot of people which really is irritating well maybe he's had a change of heart he's had a moment to reevaluate the situation and he's changed as a person i mean he doesn't have any um external incentive to do it you know based off of you know any political aspirations yeah um that's he couldn't have his his sights set on the governor's mansion. Oh, and another thing is the TSRA, the Texas State Rifle Association, which is the um, uh, the state subsidiary to the NRA. Um, they've been pushing this way harder than they ever did whenever I was lobbying. In fact, they tried to actually, you know, actively kill our bill uh, whenever I was there. But it's like, oh, now you're pushing it, and now you're sending out email updates all of the time saying, here's an update on constitutional carry. We need y'all to call these people. Oh, so the lobbying wing also decided to get up on it as well? And people wonder why I distrust everything. Yeah, well, obviously their motives have to be called into question because... This has come up before, and where was this? Where was your support then? Right. I mean, um, Chris McNutt is a friend of mine, and uh, he is he works for Texas Gun Rights, uh, which is the Texas affiliate for uh, National Association for Gun Rights, and uh, the NRA chastised him over the lie that they spread about him showing up to Dennis Bonin's house to bully him. And that was last session. That was two years ago. Uh, And that ended up going 
international news with with the headline that a crazed uh, gun rights advocate showed up to the Speaker of the House's home uh, in order to bully him, which was not the case. Uh, and the and the TSRA just absolutely uh, eviscerated him over that when when we all knew the truth. Um, hell, I I was talking to him that day. Right after all of this happened, he was like, that was weird, but okay, cool. Next houses. Uh, he was handing out flyers for the, you know, d- 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 just in case anybody's unclear, he was going to neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood putting flyers on people's doors. But uh, but we'll ignore that. He showed up to bully the Speaker of the House. No, he threatened his wife and family. Oh, right, because he wore a uh, TXGR uh, shirt that has an AR on it. Uh, that is definitely a threat. Clearly. Well, yeah. I mean... You, you know, John, you had told me something, and while I believed you uh, at the time, it really never clicked for me until relatively recently, is that you said the only way to really get your liberty or something along those lines, is to join the political elite. You remember that? I do. I do. I think you're right. I think think you are right. It... it, Because if you... By my estimation, if if you're not part of that um, uh, exclusive group... Um, or you're not one of the senior members of the enforcement class, um, you're expendable and or a slave. Yeah. You know, kind of mirroring this off of Karl Marx, (laughs) ironically enough, anyway, uh, his whole thing was the bourgeoisie uh, versus the proletariat. Uh, and that sort of class warfare, but there is class warfare going on, and it's the political class. I think that's how you label it, right? The political class? Yes. And then, I guess, the peasants? Yes. Or the slave class, I, I guess, would probably be more accurate. Well, that's how they view That's how they view us. But, the, but they work for us, John. They, Don't you they, understand? They do not. Uh, <laughs> they They do not. Uh, they do not work. They do not take action that is in our interest. They take action that uh, they take action that ultimately may be in the interest of of business interests. They take action that may be in the interest of um, the military industrial complex. They take action that's in the interest of themselves. Which you know, the irony is, I. Uh, I don't actually begrudge them that greatly for taking action that's in their interest because that's a reasonable thing to do. I mean, (laughs) if I had that type of power, I'd do it. The issue is the issue isn't that it's an unreasonable thing to do. It's a corrupt, immoral and illegal thing to do. And the real issue is that the citizenry's response to them doing that is 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 um one of um where excuses are made and uh 
generally speaking, very little action is taken to make it clear that this is an unacceptable behavior. Uh, so it, it honestly, if, if you were a member of the political class, it, there's, there's almost, there, there, there's very little incentive to meet the demands of the common man. Because if you don't, <laughs> the average person isn't going to do anything. Right. Yeah, they, they may they 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 may they they may uh, bemoan the situation on Twitter or in conversation with their associates, but they're going to comply, right? And th- that is that is incredibly. I, I I know that that you you don't find disappointment in anybody anymore because it's all just become expected. But I still find myself disappointed in people. Uh, whenever they do end up complying and it's just, it's like why are you doing this do you not have any principle whatsoever like all of the hardcore 2A advocates who uh bemoaned Donald Trump for the bump stock ban and uh the fix nix bill and all of the other stuff they still ended up voting for him and it's it's like do you do you not have principles that you stand on? I do, but Biden was worse. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, if Biden is worse, Trump has already done more than Obama did. Are you saying that Biden is somehow worse than Obama? It just doesn't make it. Like I don't have principle. It's not that difficult. Maintain intellectual honesty. If somebody acts against your philosophies, don't support them. The whole lesser of the two evil, you're acknowledging that evil, evil exists. So so stop doing it. <laughs> well, uh, I guess, you know, if we're being fair, I because, you know, I think it's important. That's easier for you and I to say than it is for some people to do. Uh, some people may feel that taking that action um, negates their uh, their voice when it comes to political uh, participation and advocacy. I, I'm a believer that if, if you are acknowledging that both sides are evil, your support of either side is your support of evil. That's my personal perspective. Um, I don't see how there can be any other perspective that you can interpret from that. Because if you yourself say to me or another party that both sides are evil, and then you then state you're going to support one of those sides, you're stating you will support evil because you just said it was evil. So I don't don't know any other way you could interpret it. But... Everything has a cost benefit analysis and you may feel that this other evil person is advocates for things that are less to your detriment, I guess. But, you know, the thing is, it wasn't just people saying that Biden is worse. They were making excuses for it. Like, um, you, you know, this gentleman, uh, but when, whenever I worked at the same place that you do, 
uh, I had this interaction right after the bump stock ban, and he goes, it's not a gun, it's an accessory, it's okay. Like, you're literally making excuses for this man. Well, I mean, human beings, honestly, um, uh, have, I mean, for, for many people, Trump is a highly charismatic person and, and, and we like people and we make, and we often make excuses to dismiss, dismiss the flaws in people we like. I, I mean, that's not an unusual behavior. Uh, did, did you say he's highly charismatic to some people? Yes, he is. The guy has, struggles putting together a complete sentence in on Twitter. Oh, oh, did, before you got I, 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 which I don't agree with the ban anyway. But I, I, I may agree with you. But what I'm saying is, some people, for some people, he is a highly charismatic figure. He's not a highly charismatic figure for myself and. I think I can fairly speak for you in saying that you do not view him as a highly charismatic figure. No, but, no, I do not. <laughs> um, but he he clearly he clearly was able to resonate with a a measurable number of people um, uh, across a, 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 a spectrum of, of of life experiences, ages, and 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 races, and 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 that. Again, if we accept the the idea that the political process is legitimate at all, um, in terms of a, uh, of it being a legitimate process and it being done fairly, he was able to win the support of people and 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 advance his um, political career. Hmm. Whether or not whether or not he was a charismatic figure for me is not uh, is is not the question. It was whether he was able to attract a, a following from others and he is I, I i i give you i give you an anecdote for three months after three months after the election on my way to work every day i watched a a, a gentleman who's um ample uh, uh who had who owns ample land and on the outskirts of his land he had massive flags the blue line flag the american flag and keep america and keep america great and I said, the election's been over for four, the election's been over since, you know, last year, man. Yeah. I I, I mean, and he left in January, you know, 2019, and he was still flying these flags. So everyone, again, it's easy for us to be critical because, I mean, particularly you being a, uh, um, kind of an anarcho-capitalist, obviously these systems that are in play, you, you find kind of, well, silly and oppressive and you would question why anyone would participate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, some people, people will make excuses, you know, not to go on about it. People will make excuses for people that they, that they, that they like and have won their trust for, Whatever reason. Yeah. So speaking of that, you know, um, making excuses, I saw something that was not surprising. Uh, to me, it was still disappointing to, you know, I, th I think you said that it, it, it was kind of a neutral feeling for you because you expected at this point. Uh, but there was a news article that I posted up 
um, regarding a uh, regarding the the thin blue line that you spoke of, uh, so to speak, um, a a an awful human being out of Baton Rouge killed his girlfriend's nephew and his ex girlfriend, and then fled Baton Rouge with that couple's child. Um, whenever they crossed the state line into police, into Mississippi, uh, the Mississippi police caught up with him. Uh, the guy ended up trying to shoot at the cops and the cops, knowing that there was a four month old baby in there unloaded on him. Uh, they killed him, but they also killed the baby. And I posted I posted the article on Twitter, and I said, without police, who would murder kidnapped babies? This is insane. My heart is absolutely broken over this. And, you know, most of, you know, the interactions that I got were on, you know, along those lines. You know, it was, it was insane because, logically speaking, you know, me... Being a regular individual, a a a non police officer, a civilian, um, if I had been in that situation where I would be justified in using deadly force, even under the current laws and edicts of the state, if I had killed the four month old baby in that in my efforts to stop the kidnapper, I would be going to prison. But people are making excuses for the cops. This person on Instagram said, can't blame the cops. The kidnapper shot at the police. And I'm I'm just like, they killed a baby. Well, again, because I think it's important to be honest. I would say that the the uh, the escalated danger was created by the father of the child in that instance. Oh, absolutely. I I, I, will, I, I, I yeah. will concede that. Um because he he well one he murdered two people and then he fled the location and then he proceeded to shoot at the police. I'm I'm suspecting extreme mental distress here. Um maybe 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 uh some levels of retardation because I don't I don't know what you're I don't know what you could have thought you were going to achieve when you when you did any of these things because well they, well they you, have, you weren't thinking critically well, clearly because <laughs> uh, uh, clearly <laughs> but 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 outside of that to to your point when when the police returned fire which again I, I in in honesty is a reasonable thing to do when taking fire from the suspect. Um, you are correct in the fact that if you were being shot at by someone and you shot back and you killed them, but you also killed, say, a bystander, you would but you would very likely face some level of criminal prosecution as a result of the death of the bystander because they would say you were responsible for the rounds that you discharged and that you're one of your rounds was discharged negligently and resulted in the death of a bystander or, or, or passerby or, or, or some other person that wasn't related to what you defending yourself from this other person. Mm-hmm. Um, now that is true. You are, you, you specifically are likely to would uh, likely to face some prosecution, but 
I I I want to address two points. First, the the excuses which you 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 clearly were disgusted by. The citizenry will make excuses for the their um, well the enforcement mechanism because they have to because if if you if you start to look at these things and from a more objective standpoint you you realize that these people are able to do things that would be considered criminal if you did it and you might look at them with a more critical eye or possibly with a more negative eye um with some of the things that they do uh so i i, I can understand that you know the kind of i guess blind support for the police if if if, if you know for the lack of a, of a better word in this instance but I, I will say that it, it, the the police are well. The police are the police can't be held liable for the death of that child, uh, because well, when they discharge rounds, they're not responsible for the where those rounds end. Um, I, you know, I, the police have shot people in their own houses. The police have, while doing welfare checks, the police have shot women while doing welfare checks on, well, it's funny. It's another woman. The police have shot women while doing a welfare check, but there was a dog and they shot at the dog and then they shot the woman. It wasn't the woman's dog. I might add, but it was another, there was a dog present and the police shot it, was shooting at the dog, and they shot the woman that they were there to do a welfare check on. Um, honestly, heck, heck, the, heck, we've even seen police officers enter other people's apartments and murder them in their apartments and, and, and um, be given essentially slaps on the wrist. Um, yeah. I, 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 you, you know, we, we don't... Uh, we seem to have uh, some res. We have reservations with um, prosecuting our um, our police officers, whom I might add are given significantly greater leeway and authority to operate. Um, which I would imagine, where you're given authority, you should be given responsibility. Which, but we seem to have a, a legal mechanism in place that says authority is given, but responsibility is a uh, um, someone else's. Uh, which is strange because typically authority and responsibility go hand in hand, but yeah. Well, I mean, when we do prosecute them, the judge will come down and hug them and thank them for their service. So yeah, well, yeah, that 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 has happened. Um, yeah, that's I. You know, I I, I I'm not even surprised as I said to you before when you you described people's reaction. I, again, uh, let's be honest. See, this is the, this is one of the real problems, and and I and I make this point. People have a tendency to choose one side or the other, when the real truth is that both things can be true at the same time. We can say that the we could say that this clearly deranged person's actions resulted in greater danger to himself and again his 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 child i believe um and we can say that that's the case because that is the case he took actions that endangered himself and his child absolutely but at the same time we can say that the officers um took actions that resulted in the death of a child 
Yeah. They they did nothing to uh, minimize the risk that was posed to the child. You know, they they knew that it was there, it, it, that the child was there. They right. kn- that is a fact. They knew that the child was in the car. And they're, they were just like, you know what, let's just unload rounds into this car. What's the worst that could happen? Um, right. So I would say both parties both parties bear responsibility is what I would say because I, I think that's an objective way to see the situation because, again, like you described, if you would have discharged rounds at, let's say, for whatever reason, you were on your private property and someone was shooting at you and you discharged rounds in defense of yourself and you, you know, ended the threat, but one of your rounds, um, through, you know, accuracy or ricochet or struck another person and, 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 and they suffered, uh, and there was a loss of life as a result, you would be, you would be charged. Absolutely. And Got rightfully it. so you would be charged. They wouldn't charge, you know, they wouldn't charge you with, you know, first or second or maybe third degree murder, but you did be some manslaughter char- charge or, you know, ne- negligent homicide, something they would, yeah. you would, you would face some legal pr- repercussions as a result of this. They wouldn't, they wouldn't say, Oh, well, um, yeah. so what I find most disappointing about that is that the, the, is that you as a regular person, uh, a quote, untrained professional, would be held to a higher standard than the quote trained professional. Um, so I, I, I find that to be kind of strange because if this person is of such high quality that he's given what amounts to super legal authority because he's allowed to operate, he's allowed to behave in a manner that would be considered illegal if you did it. If he's so if he's given such levels of leeway to to perform his duties, why is he not why is he not held responsible for the results of his actions? But that's my opinion, and and clearly, um, you know, as that Twitter comment highlights, many people don't agree with that. Many people seem to find ways to justify and make excuses for the well, actions they, of they, our they, law they, enforcement. They, they do the same uh, every time something like this happens. They made excuses about Breonna Taylor. You know, saying that, well, she shouldn't have been a drug dealer. I'm like, that's never been substantiated, and they still repeat that. Well, she never was a drug dealer. Right. In fact, she, was, she wasn't she was even the subject. I um, know. It was, it, was a, yeah. it was an alleged ex-boyfriend whom, for, I, I, again, I, I, again, again, honesty, an alleged ex-boyfriend who is allegedly a drug dealer where alleged drug transactions had happened at this residence and they had monitored and um, witnessed which is strange considering she hadn't been seeing that man in months. So I don't know how she was connected to this at all. Well, the warrant said that on one occasion, one, the ex-boyfriend showed up to her apartment and left with a package. And that was it. And then the, the, the other part of that, is that they the warrant said that a poster a postal inspector had uh, confirmed that they suspected drug activities via the mail going to that apartment, which was proven to be a lie because the postal inspector said I never said that. Um, right. So, but nobody's been prosecuted for that. Well, uh, for 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 obviously um, 
fraudulent testimony to secure a warrant. Um, but, yeah. you, you know, again, you, you, you got to adjust your expectations appropriately, which is to say have very little expectations of the the parties involved. Uh, I, I mean, again, it's, it's easier for you and I to say these things because, again, again, you're an anarcho-capitalist. I'm a I'm a minarchist. And um, just based off of our previous life experiences, we we have a natural we have a natural inclination to view government action with a more critical eye um and um you know and and I'm more willing to criticize it because um you know go ahead no no um i'm I'm sorry I, I was actually gonna shift gears go ahead and finish your thought yeah no no we're fine go ahead okay um one of the things that really just kind of irks me and I know it won't surprise you um but you know you were telling me about a, a discussion that you had with somebody uh, over guns and you were like, when are you going to start doing Patriot shit? And, you know, basically the answer is never. And what I find fascinating is most, most conservatives in this country, uh, they will happily fly the uh, thin blue line flag along with either the, the Gadsden or the, the Gonzalez flag next to it. And it's like, pick one. And their whole excuse is they have made an oath to the Constitution, and therefore they will not uh, infringe on our rights, even though they do so every single day. They they enforce uh, they enforce gun laws uh, every day. They enforce other laws that infringe on our rights every single day. And whenever you highlight it, like. You know, I, I there was this. Um, I I showed it to you. There was this pastor in Calgary, Canada. It, granted, it's Canada, and that will be the excuse for this. But there was a pastor in Canada who was literally arrested for holding illegal church services that didn't require masks or social distancing. And the picture of this man's arrest is he is in handcuffs. He has one cop on each side of him holding him up by his elbows and one cop at his feet holding up his feet. They are literally carrying him away in handcuffs for holding illegal church services. Now, many would say, oh, that's Canada. That wouldn't happen here. If it happened well, it in already Calif- has hap- It already has happened in the United States. Right. And they will say something along the lines of, oh, that's California or, oh, that's New York. It's like. These are all the same people. They are, and my favorite would be if it happened in like a conservative state, which I don't know if it has or not, but if it did, their excuse would be they're just doing their job. Well, there's always an excuse, and and uh, and and to be clear, um. Um, ministers and pastors have been arrested in the United States for holding church services. It happened during 2020. Um, there were several more high-profile cases related to it um, that got a, a little bit of press. Uh, I, you know, the, you know the thing is, uh, you know, you brought up that conversation I had with that person, and what I said to that person because he le- he likes to talk about his guns. And I finally turned to that person and I said, you know, you're never, and and I'm going to say it the way I said it to him. So you're never going to do any Patriot shit. So I don't know why you're bothering to to, to talk about this. 
you're never going to do any Patriot shit. You didn't do any Patriot. And I said it just like this to him. I said, you didn't do any Patriot shit 30 years ago. And you're certainly not going to do any Patriot shit now that you're nearing 60. So stop it. Uh, and he, he of course was offended. And I, but I made sure to call him out in front of uh, uh, several people because I wanted to make this point with him that I'm aware that you're never going to do anything. And I'm going to call you out because you won't stop talking. Yeah. And so we, we, (laughs) he's also the same person, ironically talking about the arresting of ministers. I remember because he's, he loves to reference the constitution for, for reasons that, I, again, don't understand, but that's up to him. It, it's holy scripture, that's why. It, well, yeah, obviously, it, it, it's a religious document, but I, I, you know, to be clear, I think the Constitution, if we're being fair, if we if we, if we combine the preamble, the Constitution, and the, the Bill of Rights, I, I personally consider it one of the greatest documents ever written. Um, and I would, I would honestly, if I'm being honest, uh, I would, I would, I would put it up against any 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 religious text ever written when in terms in terms of quality of document but that's my opinion my issue here is this person likes to talk about the constitution and then when i said to him i said hey what do you think about them arresting ministers and his response to me is well you have to understand there's a pandemic i said oh i didn't know it said in case of except in instances of disease i didn't know it said that so thank you for clarifying that the first amendment was not get was not guaranteed in instances of disease. I'm 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 glad to have seen that small print that I did not see previously. It's a it's so, a footnote with an asterisk up there. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's on it's on the last page of the uh, of uh, it's on it's on the last page right below the the last amendment. Um, um, saying in, in cases in instances of diseases, all the above amendments are waived. Um, right. You, you know so. When when it comes to people making excuses, and again, you, you, it's it's easy for us to 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 be critical because we're we're not largely supportive of any of these organizations. Period. But particularly when they do bad things, we're more than willing to call them out for the bad things that they do. And when they do good things, I'm I'm willing to call them out for good things that they do. Um. You, you know, I, I would be more than willing to, 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 to call out, you know, when there's an active shooter and, and men and men arrive to, to, to take down the active shooter. Um, I commend those men's courage and bravery in facing that risk. Um, but with the same time, I call out the police officer for their Fourth Amendment violating actions during a traffic stop. Right. Which ironically was a Fourth Amendment violation. And then the Supreme Court essentially rewrote the interpretation of the law and said, well, for officer safety. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, so, have, to, you have to keep your state mercenaries uh, safe because then they won't so be able to enforce your This is the irony. So there was a case that went to court um, where the, the, the Supreme Court affirmed it was a Fourth Amendment violation because they had incurred some evidence based off of a stop and he said hey you weren't allowed to do that and then later they and then later it was like oh no we need to revise that so for officer safety x y and z can happen so we we the our 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 municipal county state officials constantly violate the u.s constitution and in many instances federal courts as well as the supreme court of the united states has given 
the state you has given the state municipal and county officials um cover so you you know when you highlight hey it's a fourth amendment violation they go no uh the supreme court ruled on that you're right they did yeah the the state investigated the state and found that the state did nothing wrong. Right, which of course is a, a reasonable conclusion to make. I mean, it's like my it's like my loving wife investigating me for for a crime that I'm alleged to, and then my father comes out and says, based off the diligent investigation of uh, of of my son's wife, uh, we have concluded that my son hasn't done anything wrong, and we have cleared him of all charges. Yeah, I mean, what? that's clearly, that's not a conflict of interest in any way, shape, or form. It's like, what? What What just happened? Did I hear that right? <laughs> and it's like, uh, that's what we have. And, 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 we're, and I'm supposed to pretend that that was a legitimate investigation into the processes of the department or... Or the officials. It, it, yeah, and anybody that asks, they will, you know, I'm sure that uh, your wife as lead investigator will gladly pr- uh, provide any and all documentation showing the thoroughness of her investigation. Yes, of course, w- while having um, massive amounts of it black line redacted um, in the uh, FOIA request. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, freedom of information, uh, whichever information I deem is avail- is Yep, a- uh, we, blacked out all, we blacked out all of this, and then we released it to you. Um, yeah. And we said this was material to um, the integrity of uh, of of X, and therefore you you can't have this information. I mean, just think about just. I mean, you can't have a. a I mean, this happens so often. But like the greatest example that I can think of is the whole Hillary Clinton scandal, right? Like the FBI there director was no scandal. <laughs> the FBI director said, "Yeah, she did this. She absolutely did." And yeah, there was probably some criminal activity that took place, but she didn't intend to, so it's okay. Whoa, whoa. He never said there was criminal activity. What he said was that the that the head of the the the, the secretary of state, which as a as a as a as a as a cabinet member is the number two cabinet member. You have the president, and then his two top men, cabinet ministers are Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State. The vice president actually has no formal role when the president is um, not incapacitated or unavailable uh, outside of some procedural stuff in the Senate. But, you know, anyway, um, you know, dealing with Congress. Anyway, my point is, he said she had secret, top secret, and above top secret on a private device that was less secure, how did he put it, than a commercially available email like a Gmail. But. Hey, nothing happened. Nothing here. <laughs> nothing to see. Nothing to see. And, 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 and what's even funnier about that, we'll pretend that Loretta Lynch from the Department of Justice didn't meet with Hillary Clinton's husband the week before in Arizona. Yeah. Oh, that that never happened, John. Oh, it did because it was reported by it was reported by local news in Arizona, and then Loretta Lynch was interviewed about it, and she acknowledged that it happened, and she was asked what would they what did they discuss during a two hour meeting while they sat on a while they sat in a plane on the tarmac, and well, she said, well, we talked about our grandchildren and you know the weather. Like, oh, <laughs> oh. So the woman who would act. So the woman who would be the woman who would bring charges against his wife had a secret meeting with him 
It wasn't acknowledged until it was reported by um, brave journalists who exposed the fact that it had happened, um, declines to prosecute. Well, you know, that doesn't have, you know, the optics are excellent there. It doesn't appear that anything corrupt or illegal or immoral may have happened in that instance. It was totally on the up and up. And it's also sensible for the investigator um, in the form of the FBI, the um, who is the investigative portion of, of, of this equation, not the prosecuting a portion of this equation, but the investigative portion, would say publicly they they, they didn't recommend prosecution. I, you know what really turned my stomach when you mentioned that? I will never forget um, um, during that same period, uh, there was a um, Navy veteran who had worked on one of the nuclear carriers, if I'm recalling this correctly. I remember years. this. He had taken some personal pictures that he had kept in his personal possession um, from his service time, which, of course, is understandable because you're never going to get to see this shit again. Yeah. And this is a pretty special moment to to be involved in such the, 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 the care of such a powerful and, 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 and advanced vessel. You know, a Nimitz aircraft carrier, you, you know, which until the more recently designed um, replacement for the Nimitz was the largest and most powerful warship ever built. So he had some personal pictures, which he wasn't even they weren't even alleging that he attempted to distribute. Yeah, they were just charging him for having it in his possession. Yeah, it was oh, like, like selfies. Oh. It wasn't even it wasn't like he was taking pictures of equipment. It was there in the background. and There's <laughs> nothing to disseminate from them. And so they were linked to they 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 were they wanted to put this man in prison for having pictures of you know this classified secret um uh, equipment and I was like so wait a minute but a mem- but the literal Secretary of State can have secret top secret and above top secret documents on her private device no charges recommended service member taking pictures of his own service. No, he's a criminal. He's a criminal. We have to go after him. I was like, huh, that is, that is your legal system in action, folks. That is your legal system in action. And, 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 and the idea that I'm supposed to have faith and trust in these individuals just makes me chuckle. Yeah. And, you know, kind of circling back to um, circling back to my original, I, I, I guess, the original topic with the constitutional carry law having that section that's still kind of vague in it. I can I can instantly see local law enforcement engaging in a stop against an individual solely for carrying that gets escalated for one reason or another, and you and I might find that uh, this person defended himself from what would amount to a kidnapping or other violent act being committed against him by an agent of the state, but the media and the um, the sheep would, would call it, uh, well, he was resisting arrest, and therefore um, he's the criminal, not the victim. You know, I can see, I can see that happening, but anyway... Come well, full circle here. <laughs> yeah. Well. 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 F- first, let's be clear, Derek. If if a group of armed men threatening you with violence, um, forcibly, um, detains you, transports you, and then puts you in a cage, that's not kidnapping. 
That that's only kidnapping if you do that. Right. It's, Back to it, the it, other point. <laughs> <laughs> that's only kidnapping if you do that. If if a quote law enforcement officer does that, he's just following the edicts and dictates of the political class. So he's just doing his job. And so this this individual, um, he in some way violated some statute, edicts, some 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 arbitrary guidance. Um, and 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 at that point, the officers uh, arrested him. And 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 we should see it for what it is, which is, uh, well, them just doing their jobs. So you, you know, calling it a kidnapping is 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 unfair and prejudicial towards the officer. You know who else was just doing his job um, uh, carrying out the uh, laws and edicts of the state? Uh, Anakin Skywalker, whenever he slaughtered all of the younglings in the Jedi Temple. I'm just. <laughs> That's true. It's a horrible scene. It's a super horrible scene because you're like. And I, and I love it because, you know, they had to sanitize it. I don't know why they sanitized it, you know, but, you know, it was a Star Wars movie. It was like, he killed younglings. Bro. He killed children. Why don't we just say that? But I, I guess we have to, you know, use sophistry to kind of obstruct the fact that he killed children. Um, <laughs> but it was so funny. You're right. Because technically Palpatine was the lawful government and the, he, the, the Jedi Order was declared a terrorist group. And um, they, or they activated Order 66 to eliminate the threat. And Anakin Skywalker went to their stronghold. You know, you know, the, the terrorists were were held up in Waco. And, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, they, they, oh, remember the Jedi temple was on fire from the yeah. exterior shots. They, they lit the Jedi temple on fire and killed the Jedi with inside, including the children, <laughs> including, I mean, the, and, including the children, just like Waco. I and, mean, and so, Shakti, who was, uh, engaged in the violent act of, uh, meditating at the time. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, so, you know, so whenever, so, so whenever you look with Anna, whenever you look at Anakin with a critical eye and be like, Oh God, he, he embraced the dark side. He was a bad guy. No, he was just following the law. Like he, he told, li- go ahead, go, go. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He told Padme that he's like, I have brought peace to my empire. And then he also told uh, Obi-Wan, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. See? I'm just following through. I'm just doing my job. I don't have I'm, to like it. Clearly, I, I'm upset by the fact that I just murdered a bunch of children. Yeah, he, uh, was, he seemed upset about it. He did yeah, seem a little yeah. upset about it. A little disc- He did seem upset. But I he mean, did it. He proceeded he to choke out his pregnant justice. wife as well. But, you know, we are, <laughs> Which is oh also in line with cops. Yes! Which statistically, oh, I mean, oh, we shouldn't reference those studies. That's that's not going to sound good on on the recording. But I'm going to go ahead and reference them. We shouldn't reference those studies to show that the number one career field for domestic violence are police officers. Yeah, something oh, like that. Wow, this is great. Anakin's a perfect analogy. It really I is. Just, I'm. It's like, hey, you didn't do what I told you. Force choke. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> are you questioning my authority? Um, uh, you underestimate my power. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. He was Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. What should we do? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the lightsaber. It was the state that did that. Never. Oh forget. God, that was so awesome. Never forget that, Coruscant. 
<laughs> I didn't see any protest about that one. <laughs> no, none. Uh, oh. Well, that's a that's a good way of like, slightly morbid, uh, dark, humorous way to to complete this show. But uh, 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 that's going to piss someone off. But oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well you know, uh, I mean, it it's true though. Like you you can't. I, I would if somebody wants to take me to task on it. By all means, you know, I'm I'm open to to that. I I know that you tell me not to engage, but I have a I have a problem, and uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, John, what are some what are some positives in your life at the moment? Well, uh, I'm employed, uh, and uh, I'm able to care for my family, and that's always a that's always a positive thing. I particularly when you are watching literally members of the political class interfere with the employment options of their citizenry and their prospective um, state. Um, you know, you you certainly have to appreciate that I'm an essential worker. Yes, although I would argue that every worker is essential. Well, I would too because most people don't work for fun; they work for their survival. So <laughs> yeah. when you say that their job is not important, you're essentially saying their survival is not important. Um, you're a lower class of slave than everybody else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's horrible to say, but anyway, what about yourself? <laughs> uh, you know, things are, are going well. I um, ended up getting a promotion at work, which is wonderful. I am, uh, uh, and things are, are going quite well on that front. Also, I got my first batch of cover art for my book, and uh, which I'm really excited for. Almost there. Um, I am expecting uh, probably by the end of the month we'll have the book released. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, that's, that's very good news. Yeah. Um, and believe me, I'm going to plug the hell out of it whenever we come back on air and it's, uh, and it's out. So, um, oh, well, that's understandable. I mean, I, I mean, you got to do things that benefit me just like the state does. Right. Well, minus the murder and extortion. Uh, right, right, right. Minus all of the evil parts uh, <laughs> regarding that. But, yeah, uh, my, minus yeah. the murder or extortion or acknowledgement that my actions may have led to the death of hundreds of thousands of children in other countries. I mean, it's, I mean, I, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was worth it. But um, anyway, I think that's uh, that's a great way to wrap things up here. Uh, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. If you are new to the show, we do this every every show, where we raise our glasses, and I ask you to come along with us and, and raise your glasses. If you're not drinking anything at the moment, just pantomime along with us. We raise our glasses, and we toast. For liberty. For liberty. You've been listening to the Gentlemen for Liberty podcast. Join us at patreon.com slash gentlemen for liberty to show your support. Patrons get access to bonus content, can suggest show topics, and more. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at gentlemen for liberty and on Twitter at gents the number four liberty. Be sure to check out our blog, gentlemenforliberty.com, and sign up with your email address for updates. Please rate our podcast in your app, and until next time, we raise our glasses to you for liberty.
This has been a Gentleman for Liberty production, hosted by Derek Wills and John Galt. Copyright Gentleman for Liberty 2021.